This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and to all the fathers that, you know, have to be a mother to their children. Um, to everyone that is a mother, happy Mother's Day. Um, it's a late Sunday night and I thought I would make this podcast because this is weighing on my mind and I wanted to get it out and talk about it. I wanted to talk about something that, you know, I think I have spoke about this about the fact that I have PTSD from um, the traumatic experiences from the domestic violence that I went through and uh, some of the problems that that have resulted in having PTSD. And for many of you out there that does not know what that means, that means the meaning of it is post-traumatic stress syndrome. And a lot of people think of, you know, know, veterans – men that are in the army or in war that's the only people that get that that you know that's the only place that you can get PTSD is from that type of trauma uh, seeing death seeing uh, witnessing loud sound traumatic war that I mean yes that can it is an old fact that most of the men that have went through that have indeed gotten PTSD from it um as well as for women that have overcame and survived domestic violence, um, too, they experience uh, um, tremendous, tremendous trauma. Uh, screaming uh, endlessly. If you if you get any type of you know trauma to the head, just beating, hitting, cussing, yelling, complete trauma in your your brain is just subjected to that over and over again for a long period of time yes you're going to receive a a humongous um trauma and injury it's going to cause ptsd um okay me saying that i wanted to give you some examples of my experiences after i overcame the and got out of the domestic violence situation that i was in and um you know, I had spoke earlier about what had happened, you know, right after that. Well, I was working as a certified nurse's assistant at a nursing home. That's what I did when I turned 18 and I was in the domestic violence relationship. I went to a nursing home and I got my certification because at the time in Alabama for a young woman with no, really no education and stuff like that, I mean, 
you really couldn't do nothing but go out here and get, you know, fast food jobs and such. And that's, you know, I had cooked at a, uh, a place. I was actually cooking at a Dairy Queen. And I just thought, this just is not for me, you know. I mean, I'll, although I love to cook, you know, and I'm good at it. Uh, and I was actually good at doing what I was doing. I just, I wanted to do something bigger, something that made a difference even then. I, I've always wanted to make a difference in someone's life. And when I was 10 years old, we lived down the road from a nursing home. I think I might have even been younger than 10, but I can remember telling my mother that I wanted to be a candy striper. They used to call them candy strippers back in the day at the local nursing home. And that was someone that would go, you know, like the young girls would go in and just, you know, pass out water and, you know, uh, maybe sit and talk to the elderly keep them company, you know, just helping that way. And my mother always said, you're too young, honey. You can't do that kind of thing. Well, at 18 years old, you know, I had forgotten about that, actually, that I asked my mother to let me partake, you know, in helping at a nursing home. But anyways, I, uh, I got my certification at 18. And I soon after that, I got, I got started on, uh, you know, before I got my certification, they put me to work on the floor taking care of the elderly under supervision of another, you know, certified aide and, uh, of course, a charge nurse. And then I got my certification. Of course, I was over the moon, excited and happy, thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm just the smartest thing. I actually passed it. I passed all the tests. And then you had to go to college and to a college place and do the testing. And I mean, it was like a hundred question test and it was fill in the circle type deal. And then you had to do the, the uh, skills test in front of RNs, like several RNs with what you, you know, transfer, you know, a dummy from the bed to the chair and from the chair to the bed. And then you would have to be examined and they, you would have to wash your hands a, a correct way. Uh, I think now I don't even remember how how long it is that you wash your hands. I know you sing um, a song and you wash your hands correctly under the water. And then you have to get a paper towel and you have to turn the water off to make sure you don't get germs, so on, so on, etc. Um, it's just, there's, there's several things to it, more than what people think. And back then it was harder. I know in 96 it was a lot harder to get your certification than it is now. It's a lot easier. They do in-home testing. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like telling you my life history as far as the testing went. Um, but anyway, I, I, I dreamed of doing that type of work. And I never really thought that I would experience the things that I experienced. I didn't think about, well, what happens, you know, if someone passes away, what, what's going to happen, you know? Uh, what type of experiences am I going to experience? You know what I mean? What am I going to have to go through? when someone passes and well the the truth of the matter is is you know if you are a CNA and you have to take care of someone that's passed away well you have to clean them up you have to you have to take care of them like you would your own family member um it's there's a lot to it there's a lot of uh in, that entails with it um you don't just go in the nursing home and pass out water uh, you're not basically just a, a candy stripper. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to say. It, there's much more to it than just that. You have to, 
you know, witness people dying. And at the time, I was going through a lot of trauma and in my personal life with the abuse. And so then, witnessing people pass away, I, de- I didn't realize it at the time because it's like you have to... I'm not going to say you have to block things out. It's just in order to keep your emotions together, you kind of have to go in this place of this is my job. I mean, even though you have compassion and heart, you just, it's, I can't describe what type of character, you know, you have to have in order to do that type thing. But I didn't realize over the years, I mean, doing that kind of work, that it was playing havoc to my PTSD that I had. And I did not realize that I actually had PTSD. And that doing that type of work and day in and day out, um, you know, witnessing the death and, and doing that type of stuff, it, it was only making things worse for me. I had started experiencing, when I would pull up to my job, at the nursing home, I would start getting anxiety and I would start experiencing anxiety attacks. And I went through a lot of depression. And of course, you know, I also said before that I didn't, I didn't ever get any type of counseling for the abuse. So after I got out of the abuse, of course, I went through a period where I did drugs. So and it was not a good period either, but I wasn't, you know, I was a quote-on social drug user. You know, it was a fun thing. It wasn't a life, you know, I did not do that every day. I did not steal from people to do drugs or none of that sort of thing. But um, I've done a lot of grieving, I think, emotionally grieving, um, like, you know, you're not supposed to bring your your work home and you're not supposed to bring your home to work but I went through it's like I never got it's like I had to go through some more emotional pain so all those years I went through all that emotional pain and also on top of that uh back in 04 2004 uh my grandmother my dad's mom my dad got killed whenever I was four months old and um he was working underneath the family car and did not have it scotched the right way and it fell on top of him and it it crushed him well I never really knew my dad because of that and so my dad's mom my grandmother she was the only thing I had her and my my oldest brother but besides my oldest brother she was all I had of my dad you know and of course she had all the pictures and she told all the stories that she could tell of my dad to me And I was kind of like her baby because I was his baby. And um, my brother was four at the time it happened. And so in 2004, me and my daughter stayed, was staying with her. I was staying with my grandmother. I was living there. I had my daughter and I was fixing to get her on the school bus. And it happened one morning. Um, And I actually went to wake her up and found her deceased in the floor beside her bed. Um, my eight-year-old, my daughter was eight at the time and witnessed it as well. I tried to keep, keep her back and that traumatized me 
along with all the trauma that I've already dealt with now, mind you, everything in the past, uh, I went through that traumatic experience as well, seeing someone that I love, and that's, that's kind of shape, and me and her was very, very close, um, mm. so that's what I'm trying to talk about, is things that I dealt with, uh, for years, besides just the domestic violence and the abuse that I had withstood, I've, I also went through all that, you know, um, not saying that, I, hey, look, I do not regret one bit doing the nursing home work. I loved it. I mean, till this day, I still love it. It's still in my heart and soul to take care of people, that I've just got that type of compassionate human being, and I miss it. I mean, I really do. But my back's messed up now, and, you know, I've got several other problems that goes on. And so, you know, the retirement thing from that, I had to do because of my health. But, yeah, I mean, just things like that I wanted to talk, come on here and talk about because um, the PTSD, you know, like, I can go into a restaurant, and if it's really loud, I'll have some anxiety from it. Loud noises really bother me sometimes. And, you know, I know that I have to just try to, you know, I do my best to control the PTSD, not let it control me. And it's, it, it's so, you know, it's gotten better over a little bit, you know, but I have my good days and I have my bad days. And, you know, I, I just wanted to come on here and explain, you know, what kind of, what I've been through over the years with the PTSD and what I've had to withstand and so you know it's a work in progress every day you know is a new day for me it's like someone asked me about two or three weeks from now and I'm like look I just live one day at a time and that's the way you have to do you just have to pick it up live one day at a time and go on with it you know because you've got to try to live positively and you cannot let things just get you and tear you down to the ground because every day's a new day and remember you're worth it that's the mainest thing when you get it in your heart that you're worth it and that everything's going to be all right everything's going to be okay everything will be okay and for the ladies that's in the women's shelter that are listening because i know that there are some out there that do listen to the podcast i really appreciate it uh, i hope you have plenty of support and i'm praying for you daily And for all the victims, if there's anyone listening to me and you're in a bad situation, please seek help. Um, Please call 911 if you're in a spot where you can. If you're in a dangerous situation, get some type of help. Y'all know the drill on that. I've talked about this several, several times. And I don't want you to listen to the podcast if you're in immediate danger. Because I don't want to get anyone. I want everyone to be safe and happy and if you're a survivor you're still welcome to come on to the podcast I've not really heard nothing back from the few survivors that wanted to come on and if you still do I would really really love to have you this is raw this is an intimate podcast this is organic this is not I'm not scripted this is something that I just talk about and we're going to talk about whatever comes to mind so if you're up and you're game for it I am um, so, yeah, and if you listen to me, happen to listen to me on iTunes, 
please give me a five-star rating if you don't mind, if you like it. And if you don't mind, write a quick review. It doesn't take but a few seconds, and it will help the podcast. Support the podcast if you can. It would really, 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 really do a lot of good for the podcast. And I appreciate all of the support and everyone listening. And please be safe and happy. And I love you all. And I'll I'll hear little. I can't talk tonight. But I will talk to you on the next podcast. And this is me signing off. Bye, guys. Thank you.